0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on
1: all things Broncos. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It is Tuesday night, the 26th of September, and it's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Carl Dumbler. Carl, what the heck is this Building the Broncos going on? I mean, what the, who, who's building this team? What's going on? How you doing?
2: Well... Like, yeah, you can't put that word building because building implies that there's something going up. And obviously this team is going in about as bad a direction as you could hope for. Um, it's, I mean, 70 points. Do you know how many people messaged me after this game? And were just like, I feel for you. I, like they they actually had real pain for me and they were Chiefs fans. Yeah. Because they they just understand if their team had just had that happen to them, how they'd be feeling in this moment and you know I I've watched the full game now but I was one of those I had to turn it off at halftime because I was like this is just it's out of hand it's ridiculous everything that could go wrong has gone wrong and uh it just I ended up watching a movie with my kids that was a thousand times more entertaining than watching that Broncos game as a Bronco fan
1: yeah, it was a, a bad game, and uh, hopefully today, after today's show, we can turn the page and start looking forward. But uh, so far, pretty rough for the uh, the Broncos in this one, being the uh, probably the national stock this week. Luckily for the Broncos, they were in that early time slot, so not everybody had to witness that, kind of like with the, the Bears. And uh, talking to the Bears, we got the Bears this week, man. Talk about a uh, <laughs> the Sickos game of the year, maybe. For uh, yeah. We'll see how the Broncos can turn it around, but early on, man. Avert that one. I saw people tweet in the NFL. Can you flex this game to 3 a.m.? Can they play it on the moon? I mean, just everybody, there's no nobody on the field loses, only the fans. I mean, it sucks to be back in the spot as uh, the Broncos again, but a lot of season to go and a lot to watch and a lot of positives still uh, to talk about here with these teams and uh, hopefully excited to see And talking about positives, Troy Bauer coming in, $50. God bless you, Troy. He says, hey, guys, saw that trading players equals these cap hits. To cap savings, and he's got a list here: Russell Wilson, fourteen million cap hit to eight million savings; Sutton, three point eight hit to fourteen point four savings; Simmons, three point seven to fourteen point four; Bulls, four to thirteen point eight; Gregory, uh, two point one to fourteen; and Jones, Jones is three to ten; Judy, two point one to two point seven. Total equals uh, three point two seven dead to seventy seven point three uh, saving. And any advisable. I mean, I don't see Wilson being traded during the season here. It probably would have to be a post June 1st designation or something in that way. I don't know if you can actually trade a player and designate it as post June 1st, but have it in the works prior to that June 1st one. Uh, But the player names here that stick out as far as trades, uh, I could see Randy Gregory on the move here. I could see potentially Cortland Sutton or Justin Simmons on the move. Maybe Jerry Judy too. I mean, there's some valuable assets still on this team, despite how bad they've been. But I think we're still probably two weeks away from really broaching this topic. Uh, I mean, we're yeah. we can talk about it for sure, but like the, from the realm of uh, reality, uh, Broncos could easily be two and three here in ten days. You know, would that right. be a good thing for the team long term? I don't know. Uh, but uh, they're they have two pretty winnable games coming up in theory.
2: Right. I mean, like like I said. If there's a team playing worse than the Broncos right now, it's the Bears. And so good chance you can get a win this weekend, possibly. I mean, I'm not going (laughs) to. It's hard to pick between two really bad teams of which one's going to mess up first or which one's going to mess up more. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some names to keep an eye on. Broncos are probably going to be in pretty big rebuild mode if they figure out pretty early on that they're not going to be a playoff team this year. Because a lot of these players, they're not Sean Payton's players. And every single one of those players he just listed, they're not Sean Payton's guys. And so, you know, here in like Randy Gregory only played what, like 50% of the snaps this last weekend. And so for a guy that's a starter, it's probably a sign that something's going on there with him and just the coaching staff of not getting along very well. So I, he's probably the one of that list that I would say most likely gone from the Denver Broncos.
1: You know, you'd be talking about, you know, like a seventh round pick or something. It's more of a salary cap dump. Uh, And he could probably still be, you know, a solid contributor to a team that where he doesn't have to be a leader in a prominent role. Uh, But yeah, he's one that I think probably on the move we could see about DJ Jones and a lot of these guys. We're two weeks away uh, from this being a serious conversation and shout out to Scott work in the back saying uh, some data here with straight cuts and no salary. uh, Jones, Jewel, Patrick Sutton, Simmons, Bulls, and Gregory. I uh, could free up about 70 million in total cap savings next year. The issue is that you have to then replace those guys as well. But I mean, if you're talking about that level of a teardown with where this team is at, it's a multi-year process and you better uh, get on board with that. If that is the case. And a lot of people are calling for that. It'll be rough to go through, but at least it would be a direction, right? I just don't know yeah. if Sean Payton uh, would be interested in going for that at the end of the day. Uh, so, right. We'll see. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I I, I agree. Like I said, I think there's maybe a couple names that the Broncos really, it's very clear that they're out of it, that they're not going to be a great team this year. Uh, Like I said, Gregory's one. Maybe, I'm trying to think who would be the next one. Honestly, maybe Simmons. Just because his value, I mean, it's down right now, but obviously teams know what he can be. And I, I could see the Broncos being willing to say, if we can get maybe a second round pick back for him that they'd be willing to take that just because they don't have a second round pick right now. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that he's probably one of them that I could see if they really get to that kind of point. I I don't, like I said, I don't see a complete tear down. I mean, some of these guys, Jerry Judy, I mean, I don't want to get completely into our topic yet, but uh, he was one had a decent game for being kind of coming back from injury had Mm -hmm. five catches, 81 yards, um, you know, Sutton, other than the two fumbles, had a pretty nice game. I mean, the two fumbles have to factor into that. Down. So yeah. we can't take that away because that that was man, that was those were devastating. If they stood any kind of chance, they had to not have those kind of plays. And Garrett Bowles kind of been a pleasant surprise this year. I thought mm-hmm. he's been playing very well for, for the offensive line. So again, th- there's some nice names on there that I could still be still still see being a part of this future. Um but they're gonna to have to figure out some ways to get some draft capital and
1: probably you're gonna to have to trade a decent player at some point. Tough situation for the Broncos, no doubt. Kevin Gray coming in saying evening, Nick Carl and Scott big mile high salute, Broncos Country. Hope the show isn't all doom and gloom. Well, <laughs> we're starting off with a little doom and gloom here, but uh yeah, dome and gloom, whatever it is. No, we appreciate you uh Kevin coming in here. Always good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well and uh, hope life is great. Angela Reese coming in here and hell saying uh, firing Vance Joseph is not going to solve the problem. Our players are not good enough for the league. Yeah, I, it's so many issues here. I mean, we have uh, issues with uh, obviously the players, the health of the guys up front, the personnel evaluating these guys and the scheme itself is an issue too. Uh, so Vance Joseph is probably not long for this position in Denver from what we've seen so far. Is it all his fault? No, but somebody will have to take blame for it. And they've, even though they were pretty bad the second half of the stage season last year, they're worse so far this season. Uh, so it probably will not solve things. Uh, this is going to be much more of a player-oriented fix, in my opinion. But it has to be some accountability at some point if they continue to play this bad. Uh, but he's going to get a chance to turn it around this week against the next two weeks against two of the worst offenses in the NFL.
2: Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives
0: you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app
2: to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
3: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE. Yeah. You're
2: right. I think definitely you have to look at some scheme things. When the Broncos are getting pretty much zero pressure almost every single game. Um you know, there's there's a problem there. Secondary, when you're seeing them 13, 14 yards off the line of scrimmage, and it's just easy pitch and catch. And for the the Dolphins, they're sitting there saying, "Oh, we'll take this all day. Mm-hmm. Our guys, we get the ball in their hands. We're just going to let them run." And that's what they did. It was just easy, easy plays. Mm-hmm. And like I said, then it destroys your ability to get any kind of pressure. And like I said, there, there's a long list of all the reasons this is happening right now. But we got David McElrath coming in with a $5 super saying, good evening, Broncos country, Nick, Carl, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag Buckham times three. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Broncos for life. David, always good to see you in here. And Michael, of course, coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Carl on building the Broncos. Go Broncos. Thank you for the stars there, Michael. And Casey Nickel coming in with a 1999 super turning it orange saying, if we lose to the Bears or Jets, hear me out. I love PS2 and want him to stay. But Dallas just lost Diggs and could really use an elite corner. If Denver is the first pick in the draft, what do you want to see done? So uh, this two-parter here, got question about PS2 in the trade, and then obviously then if they get the first pick in the draft. For 1999,
1: we will answer two questions. Yes, so.
2: <laughs> yes, very much so. Thank you very much, Casey, for that. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's a legit question. PS2, I'm sure he's getting frustrated out there coming off maybe his worst game of his NFL career, giving up, I think it was like 102 yards receiving, something like that. I mean, it, it was bad. And, and some of it was, I think he just was confused on who was supposed to be where, who was supposed to be covering who, and he just kind of happened to be the guy in the area. So he got credited with the catch. Um, I'm torn on this because obviously PS2, he's he's an elite player in the NFL. I and mean, we're talking a top 10 defensive player of all positions. Mm-hmm. And but if if we're gonna get maybe what the, the Jags got when they traded um Jalen Ramsey, it would be hard to pass that up right now. I mean they it'd got have to two first more. round picks and a it would have to be more than that. It have to first be more. round picks and a fourth. You still have three years of control
1: on him on this. Ramsey was coming with a new contract. Uh, and also Ramsey was that's having true. some issues with coaching staff and whatnot, where Sertan's been nothing but the consummate soldier. So uh, I, sorry to interrupt, but it would have to be for me, just the way the contract is set up. I'm needing more than just two ones for him. And that pretty much says if that's an unreasonable ask, then he's not for sale. The other thing is you don't know where that uh, Cowboys pick is going to be. I mean, that could be pick. I know they just lost to Arizona, but that's still a Super Bowl contender. That could be pick 32. Pick 32 yeah. is plus a future one, which Lord knows what it is, is not worth Sertan. So I'd want some certainty. I'd want to know where that pick is at. I'm probably not trading him unless you're trading quarterback value for him. I'm talking like three firsts and a two. And if that's too much, well, you asked what the price was.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. And I agree. That's where I mean, I'm he, at
1: at least. I, I
2: agree. I think the Jalen Ramsey is just the starting point of that discussion. Because like I said, you got a lot more control left on him. Um, but I'm still at least willing to take the phone calls right now. Oh, yeah. And then the second part there, if Broncos have the first pick in the draft, what do you want to see done? I think this is an easy one for me. You know, if Caleb Williams is coming out, you're taking him. You know, Sean Payton even talked about it. And I've had a few people actually messaging me going, is he like living up to this conspiracy of trying to tank for the first overall pick? I, I don't think he's doing that by any means. But he did make a comment when he was working for Fox Sports that Caleb Williams is the type of prospect that could cause the NFL to have to change how they handle the draft because there just might be some teams out there that decide to tank for such a prospect. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, I mean, if Caleb Williams is there, you take it, you don't question it, you get your franchise quarterback and you begin to build around him. You know, the, the, the golden ticket, if we're talking like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, that golden ticket is a franchise quarterback, top 10 guy on a rookie contract. Mm -hmm. there's so much you can do when you've got that kind of prospect in the building. And I know defense needs a overhaul, all those kind of things, but you know, Wilson hasn't been the problem this year or the main problem or anything like that, but he's not the solution either. You know, he's got maybe a couple more years of decent play left in him. Like I said, if you can go get that franchise quarterback, you do it. It just makes everything else very easy to do. And um, even if he doesn't come out, let's say, May comes out from UNC probably a guy I'm still willing to take first overall, like, unless there's just not a great quarterback prospect, they all decide to stay for another year at college football. Otherwise, I mean, I'm just staying there at that first overall pick and just biting the bullet, taking the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Teams will always go for the younger cost controlled guy. I mean, we, I know the circumstances weren't exactly the same, but Andrew Luck came out, right? And the Colts had Peyton Manning coming off the neck surgery and, you know, guy who pretty much built that team, right? That, uh, I mean, they have statues about him forever in Indy. And uh, they're like, oh, well, see you, Peyton. Uh, we got this guy, Andrew Luck, coming in here. Team won't give a hoot about having Russ, I, th- I believe, if they have a chance at a elite caliber blue chip quarterback prospect, right or yep. wrong. Uh, so and I don't even know what type of trade it would take. I mean, if Russell Wilson was, let's say, 26 years old right now, uh, and playing you know, 26-year-old Russ Level, then we can have a conversation. But you're talking about a guy who'll be 35 next year whose play style has already diminished some in terms of the athleticism here. A guy that the head coach that's here, who's probably going to be the only man standing at when this time point comes, ar- comes along from those big decision makers, a guy who did not choose uh, to bring in that quarterback that's there right now and Russell Wilson. So you probably go with Caleb Williams uh, in that thing. I don't think he think super hard about it. Or Drake May. I mean, there's a possibility. Apparently, according to Dane Brugler, who has a lot of sources, works for the Athletic, some teams had Drake May as higher or, or higher uh, than Caleb Williams as a prospect. Not me. I'm not, don't put those words <laughs> in my mouth. Uh, but uh, Drake May is also, I mean, considered a pretty damn good uh, prospect. So you probably just go down that pathway. And it's a long-term uh, thing at that point. I will say also people are talking about bringing in the quarterback. Oh, my God, you're going to ruin them. You're going to ruin them. I think the offensive infrastructure, even though you're going to take away some this offseason, is still okay. I mean, there are guys that are open. Uh, I think a lot of the hits are equal part offensive line to quarterback, uh, not getting rid of the ball, getting through progressions on time. Uh, So I think that you're not going to kill the quarterback in terms of just terrible infrastructure coaching around him on offense, unless it's, you're having to play, keep keep up every game and the defense is able to pin their ears back and he's getting hits because of that. But I think the offensive infrastructure would be okay uh, for a young quarterback to come in and you buy yourself some time over those first couple years. So we'll see. I think the Broncos probably win this week against the bears. And we're not having this conversation anymore as much, Uh, but who knows? It's fun to talk about right now. Phil McLaughlin coming in. Always talk fun to talk with Phil says, good evening, Nick Carl and Deacon Scott. Does Vance Joseph get fired before the season ends? He definitely is not the entire problem on defense. Buckham MHH for life and go Broncos right now. I'd say that he is trending towards being fired before the end of the season. They have some veterans on the staff. And the more that you get embarrassed like this, uh, the more that there's going to be tension and they will probably make a move. I mean, Vance Joseph was not their first option at defensive coordinator, obviously brought him in. And it's, so far it's looked pretty poor. Uh, scheme is a, p- a problem as well. It's, I think talent's a bigger issue, but you're not, it's still NFL players out there, right? And this is week three, we're not like, it's like week 18 here, where it's just like backup after a guy, like future contract types of dudes that are out there. I mean, you had starters out there and you're getting, spanked and embarrassed out there. So Vance Joseph, definitely, I don't think he makes it to the end of the season at this rate. I'm not calling for him to be fired right the second, but I'd be shocked if he's here, you know, week 18.
2: Yeah. And I mean, really, that's going to be the best offense you play all year. It's going to get easier. Uh, You know, the the speed that the dolphins have was just a horrific matchup for the Broncos. You know, I I think, um, you know, I guess I can get to one of my stock downs, Alex Singleton you're putting him in coverage against one of the fastest running backs in football. (laughs) That's going to end in disaster, you know, nine times out of 10. And so part of that's just realizing you don't have great matchups. Then also you have the bad tackling on top of it. There's a lot of things like I said, that went wrong with it. Um, So I think the defense will look a little bit better. Like I said, they're playing two really bad offenses coming up. There's going to get a chance to get some things right. But I still think at the end of the year, Vance Joseph, like you said, I don't see how he's going to make it. There's just a lot of things wrong right now. There's still some players that worked under him when he was here that were not very impressed with him, and I just think there's going to be a lot of voices calling for him to be kind of the the one that falls on his sword for the rest of the team. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of at the end of the year pointing of who who messed up, who has to to be the the one that everybody calls out, and I think Vance Joseph is going to be one of those guys we got Gary Palmer coming in with a or 999 super chat saying, Hey, BTB guys and Broncos Country, the only way is up. There we go. Now we're getting more positive. Even a blind square will find its nuts now and then. Go Broncos. Yeah, I, I don't see another game like that this year. It's it was a really bad day. Like I said, everything kind of that could go wrong went wrong. The offense, you know, they they actually the offense was moving the ball. They were doing pretty darn well between the 20s, and then all of a sudden, a couple fumbles, bad awesome. interception, uh, you know, a couple big penalties that got touchdowns called back. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about that of Russell Wilson probably should have had about three or four touchdown passes in this game that just didn't quite work out, and so all those things added up together. I just can't see that all happening in one game again. Make Little Caesars,
1: the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. It was a uh, definitely a world of suck out there for the Broncos in Miami. Uh, they've only won there once in their history. It's a tough place to play, and Miami's you know operating on firing all cylinders right now. I will say though, you keep saying they're not going to play a better offense. I mean, I'm not going to say that until we're past Andy Reid and the Chiefs. So I can guarantee we won't give up. I don't even want to guarantee the odds <laughs> of us. The odds of the Broncos giving up 70 70 again are very low. But I mean, I could see the Chiefs putting the Broncos in hell as well uh so uh, we'll see how it plays out but uh yeah it's a uh, we'll s- Broncos defense got I hopefully have some pride at some point right uh mm-hmm. woofy coming in here $5 super chat over on youtube thank you so much woofy says good evening broncos country uh, if we win the next two chances of beating the chiefs with those wins as momentum uh denver broncos for life and H for life and fire vj i mean if the broncos i'll tell you what we're broncos country way in the dumps right now but if they f- beat the bears and beat the jets there's going to be a percentage of the fan base that's like, okay, we got a chance now, and it's the NFL. I mean, the, the freaking Cardinals beat the Cowboys this week. Crazy things happen. It's not the transitive property, game by game, week by week. Things happen. Uh, so, could happen. I would say that the what is it? The ESPN score predictor would probably have the Chiefs 96 percent to four or something right now uh, for that game in Arrowhead. But crazy things happen uh, in the NFL. Is it Arrowhead first and then Denver? Or is it Denver then Arrowhead? I cannot recall.
2: I think it's Arrowhead first, and that's the okay. Thursday night game. Yes. If I remember so, right. And then you got Packers. And then, yeah, Chiefs right after that. So uh, I did want to say thank you all on YouTube here. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but we just reached 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, and that is that is Great. all you guys. So I, I just want to say how much we appreciate you all tuning in day in, day out, even in these bad times. You guys help bring a lot of good um to this this kind of time and, and like i said i know we're all frustrated and we were hoping for a lot better this year you know thinking that this could maybe be a back in the playoff kind of team finally got a coach all those kind of things and it just I'm, it's gonna take a little longer than we hoped i guess is the the best way to put it right now but some winnable games hopefully next week we're talking about a victory and broncos getting back on the right track so again but thank you guys all for for tuning in all these times Day in day out, and we got Zach Powers coming in saying, "Afternoon, fellas! What a week it has already been. Cheers to our best chance of witnessing a true rebuild since Reeves. That's That'd what it be, takes.
1: But that probably means not winning this weekend against the Bears. So uh, I don't know. I'm not going to tell anybody what to cheer for. I'm cheering for the Broncos <laughs> team to win Super Bowls. Uh, and if that means you know Caleb Williams this year, then so be it. Bob Haskell comes in says hi from Texas. Pearl Hebert, Heater also saying hi. Good to see you guys. Hope you're doing well." jack saying oh and four well possible jack we'll see tim hoffman saying hello good to see you tim waving back to you sting string guy i always do that to you string guy with a guitar in the background come on says a uh, hello nick and carl on building the broncos hello to you got our guy patrick in the house saying aloha insiders one day oh one day we will be able to hold our heads high <laughs> just wake me up and tell me it's 2015 i'll be a lot happier uh, but uh, other than the Cubs winning Roy Osborne coming in evening, all we are not in a world of suck. We are much worse than that all around. It's a universe of suck then more like outer space universe of suck. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it will get better. And I think, uh, Sean Payton will work tires tirelessly to get it better. And you know what? The offense is still looking a little bit competent, giving in 70 sucks, giving up 70 sucks. But, uh, We have some fun highlights on the offense as well that we can watch in the very least Brad $20 saying, I almost hope we don't win many grab a high draft pick, trade everyone and rebuild it. If we win more than a few games the rebuild won't happen. And we'll be putting band-aids on it again. I just don't know if the Broncos have the ability to band-aid this team, this off season, they tried to do it this last year, but the number one, most guaranteed dollars ever spent in an off season. You spent big on the offensive line. Uh, You spent pretty big on Zach Allen too. And, now you got these big contracts on a team that appears to be going nowhere fast that makes it harder to give yourself flexibility in the future. You're in the red entry next season. You got a lot of ability to get out of the red, but still that's detracting talent before adding talent. So uh yeah, no more no more band-aids. If they're going to go for the rebuild, I hope they actually truly go for it and like trust a 3-year process. It's hard to win in the NFL. That doesn't always work, of course, but they've tried everything besides that method. I think I think I'm ready for it. (laughs) I'm ready for the true rebuild and just, you know, down to the studs. Yeah, it's,
2: it's hard to admit that you're that team, you know, and and especially as a coaching staff, you know, you're you're coaching for your job players. You're wanting to be on a winning team. Garrett Bowles put it well of just saying, you know, I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of being on a team that loses all that kind of, he just, you could tell like he was just defeated after this game. Mm -hmm. I've never seen him. So just down so I hope he can get picked back up. Cause like I said, he's actually been one of the few decent bright spots for this team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's right. He's been here for seven years now. Hasn't been on a, a true playoff team at this point. Yeah. And, and I know sometimes this idea of, you know, sucking to get a high draft pick doesn't always work out very well for a lot of teams, but sometimes it, like I said, you got to almost tear completely down to rebuild to get to something good. And seven years of trying to, like I said, put those Band-Aids on it hasn't worked well at all. So maybe try a little something different. We got Jesse coming in with a $5 super saying, we keep talking rebuild, but with what? No cap and few picks. Time to fire sale everyone, including Russ and get Russ cap hit over rebuild in 2025. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the problem. Broncos really sold big that this team could be something now, you know, when you go trade all this for Russell Wilson, then you trade for Sean Payton. You're right. The the draft picks not there as much as you would like. Uh, There's still some things you can do. Like I said, if you get a top five pick this year, you've got some firepower of what you could do. If you're going to miss on the quarterbacks, it means you can probably trade back, get some decent decent (laughs) draft capital to be able to add a lot of players to this team. Uh, you're still gonna have to hit on the picks. I mean that's gonna be the the main thing. I do like the fact that some of the players from this past draft already are are hitting Marvin Mims looking like he could become something for this team moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like I said, maybe maybe we're not as far off, but you got to get the quarterback right. got to get the right coaching staff in place. and once you start doing some of those things, things will start falling in place.
1: You'd hope so. Uh thank you so much, Jesse, for the super chat. The five dollars. Uh we really do appreciate that. Naj coming in too, nineteen ninety-nine said I don't want to hear anything about Vance Joseph. We knew about Vance Joseph. To me, this is all Sean Payton. He was paid a king's ransom, handpicked every coach, every free agent, and talked trash about Hackett, beat the Chiefs and, and all if and all is forgiven. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough for the Broncos right now and Peyton should probably get a good bit of blame for where the team is at, but it's also pretty early in his tenure as a head coach as well. And they paid him talking about that King's ransom means that probably going to keep him around for another two, three years, even if it is getting off the tracks here. So he's going to get a chance to get it right. Uh, Fortunately for him, he has had a lot of success in the NFL. Uh, So, you know, we can point at that as the much broader sample size than what we have right now and say that, you know, he knows what it takes to field a competent team and a playoff perennial playoff contender. Uh, but this team is far from that right now. And uh, just curious to see what he can do over these next few games. It's, it's frustrating because the offense, I mean, it looks worlds better uh, than last year. Russell looks so much better. I know they spent big money in the offensive line. Maybe that's part of it. The scheming looks better, but, it all still comes crashing down and the end of the day, they're still losing football games. So uh, yeah, it's probably a team that's still a bit out and we'll see how the rebuild goes. If at all, uh, with Sean Payton, who knows? I didn't see Ben, Ben, go ahead. Sorry.
2: I was just gonna ask a question. If you are Sean Payton, what is your
1: conversation with Vance Joseph this week? Get those boys to tackle and set the edge better because the only way we lose this game is if the Bears run it all over us and the Dolphins ran it at will, uh, especially targeting Nick Benito, Randy Gregory, and Assang Bassi. Uh, and that's how you lose this game. Uh, so take away the run this week. Make Justin Fields beat you with his arm. And if not, we might be leaving you in Chicago.
2: There we go. We got Benjamin Flores coming in saying, Benjamin here.
1: I and I want to say believe... ben, Ben's showing up here. Typically it's been saying Facebook user for yeah. Ben, but we actually see it Ben. So I, Lord knows what's going on, but uh, yeah. good to see, good to see your face.
2: He says, I just can't believe this team has gotten worse since last year. It boggles my mind. I don't care that the offense is better. The team overall public opinion and morale have dropped off. How is that even possible? Sad
1: times, man. Yeah, it's uh who knows? And I see Scott saying that his name shows up there. How's it possible? Well, it is a three game sample size. And this team has a chance to get better as the year goes along. I mean, the Broncos started off last year, two and one, and it was a hollow two and one, obviously, but they just devolved and got worse and worse and worse and worse. This is a team that hopefully with coaching uh, and a competent coaching staff can get these guys playing better. And we see improvement as the year goes along. Now I'm not a believer in momentum um, from one year to the next given how much time is in between the seasons and how much teams change over years. But still that, that would be a good indicator of things getting better here. But right now it's uh, it is bad and I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing that it will not feel as bad a week from now after you get a, uh, get a chance to play the Chicago bears, but we'll see. Uh, they're probably saying the exact same thing about the Broncos, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. So yeah. Uh, I do want to start to get into our topic here. Um, And Carl, I know you gave this one to Chad. I thought of it too, before you responded to him, but we're doing stock report today. I don't know how you can have many stock ups at all. And I'm going to challenge you. Can you give me a single stock up person on this defense? On the defense? On the defense after 70 points? No. Okay. Uh,
2: There's no, I mean, I, I can't think of a single player that I'm looking at going, yeah, they weren't the problem. Like, every single player had some kind of play happen. Missed tackles, Mm -hmm. almost every single player seemed to have at least one missed tackle in this one. Defensive line getting blown out of spots, leaving wide open holes for the running game. Almost zero pressure. Secondary, like I said, just looked completely lost out there. So, I, I, I really, I tried hard
1: to find one player that I'm like, okay, that was okay. I couldn't do it. I mean, okay, this is maybe a little bit cheating or facetious is the wrong word, but uh, how about stock up on Justin Simmons uh, for not being out there and then seeing what that turns into when he's not on the field in the yeah. back end with the you know competency and the run fits and everything. Also, just unbelievable stock up for me for Quan uh, Williams. I mean, Sang Bassey was just systematically targeted in space in this game, in the pass game and the run game. And I know that he does have some good plays on the ball, but my God, Mike McDaniel said that number 21 on the Broncos. He ain't it. Uh, and he went at him a good bit in space. So uh stock up for the two yeah. guys that were out and also maybe stock up for Jewel. He didn't have a good game, but man, it really went off the rails uh, after jewel got dinged up. So uh, not a good got game it. from jewel, but just because like how bad it got after he left uh, those guys, kind of the spine of the defense, maybe a little bit <laughs> stock up for them just because they weren't involved. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, well, big time stock up is Justin Massey coming in with some stars saying doubt we get Williams. I'd rather draft defensive studs, start trading some guys out for picks, need an edge and cornerback, probably safety, assuming Simmons is gone. Obviously, O-line too. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. You need all those things. Don't, Don't get me wrong, but quarterback still is king in the NFL. I mean, it's why these guys are getting just ridiculous contracts right now, $50 million And if you can find yourself a top 10 quarterback, there's just so many other things you can do to help build in those other areas. Mm -hmm. The problem with deciding we're going to really build up this entire defense and decide we're just going to, you know, put all of our, our stock into that. We've seen what having a great defense can do. I mean, we've had it for a lot of years. The Broncos, even since the Super Bowl, I mean, I know the Super Bowl, they had a great defense, but 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, the Broncos still had a, a top 10 defense still didn't win a lot of games. You still got to have something there. And like I said, if you got the quarterback, it just makes everything else building wise really nice. And like I said, if you got him on a rookie contract, especially, then you can go start buying some players on the defense to, to add to, to the talent. You don't have to hit on all these draft picks. I remember Seattle when they had Russell Wilson under his rookie contract like they could go throw first round picks, trade them for whoever and that player wouldn't work out. And they'd still have a talented team because they could go spin big other places. Um, You know, I think of like, I think it was Michael Bennett. um, Who was the other pass rusher that they had at that time, their edge rusher. Bruce Irvin. No, he was a draft pick. There there was another one that they had. I can't remember off the top of my head, Um, but anyway, they could go spend some big money on some of those other positions. Uh, You know, 49ers right now, they're being able to throw silly money at some of these other positions because Brock Purdy on a seventh round pick contract, you know, it, it just, it makes things a lot easier. And so like I said, if you can get the quarterback figured out, it, it just makes everything else flow so much easier. You know, you don't have to be perfect everywhere else to make a team work.
1: Yeah. And I do want to get to this. Uh Phil first says there, you, we finally drafted an offensive tackle. Wasn't bulls. The last one bulls was the last one. And if the Broncos are outside the range of drafting in the top four in this class, or heck, let's say top three, offensive tackle is definitely in the conversation. Not you, you let it off of the show saying Garibaldi has been a slight surprise this year, but with the way the contract is set up and everything, I could see them having to move on from him and then reset the position with a Olu Fashan- Fashanu or a Joe Alt uh, there in the top okay. six, seven in the draft, uh, and get a young player there as a building block at a premium position. Uh, So that's definitely a possibility this year, or this is a pretty good depth tackle class too. The issue is that the Broncos don't pick again until the saints third rounder with where they sit Uh, that uh, Riley Moss trade, trading up and giving up your own third round pick for him. might be nice to have that third rounder right now, considering it could be pretty high, but uh, we'll see. And I want to get this Douglas wall name, five team rebuilds that were successful in the last 10 years. How long did it take them to be relevant? I mean, I can name a few off the top of my head that have looked pretty successful here. I mean, it's not even just rebuilds it's teams that have, sucked and then hit the lightning bolt but i guess if you suck you're in a rebuild right that's just kind of how it is uh the Bengals, obviously won off the top of my head i would say that the jags were absolutely terrible for a while and they won a playoff game last year god well how amazing would it be to win a playoff game in denver just a one year removed from picking first overall right or two years removed and one year removed from urban meyer uh the lions are definitely in the right direction right now Uh, they definitely were in a rebuild for a a number of years. Um, The Dolphins were dreadful for a while, and they got Mike McDaniel and giddy up. They tanked for Tua, right? Tank for Tua. That was a rebuild. I mean, look at them now. They're looking pretty good. The Bills, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, they were horrific for a number of years. Now they're one of the top biggest uh, Super Bowl betting teams uh, week after week, and that's just, I mean, pretty much naming the AFC there. So, I mean, it does does happen uh, in the league. It's just not a lot of times you see the true – tear down fire sales to the point where it's like as uh, obvious as the lions were. Uh, but it does happen. Those teams were definitely rebuilding and then hit the quarterback and off to the races. They go.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Kansas city chiefs, they had the number one overall. Oh pick. Yeah. Chiefs are a good pick too. Yeah. That's a great yeah. call. Yeah. You know, they, they had to rebuild everything and and it was nice for them. They built up their roster and then they got Patrick Mahomes. So they already had a lot of talent to, to have him work with, but Before that, before Andy Reid got there, they were one of the worst teams laughingstock of the NFL. Mm -hmm. So it didn't take too long. I mean, it took them a few years to, like I said, get Tyreek Hill, rebuild that offensive line, get some decent defensive players, Chris Jones, you know, those kind of guys. But, um, yeah, Eagles is another one Phil's listed here. You know, you, you can look at a lot of teams. There's not a lot of teams that just stay good. And just never have to reach that point of being a bottom tier team, get a top five pick kind of thing. Um, it just usually you gotta get those kind of prospects of players coming into you to your roster. And I just can't think of another team that hasn't had to have some kind of rebuild. Yeah. That that's great, at least right now. Maybe Cowboys.
1: I mean, they had the number five pick right when they took Dak that year, it was kind of a rebuild because they took Zeke and whatnot in that one. So. Oh, that's right. Uh, so they, Packers. Packers are probably one. Any team has had like a franchise, super franchise quarterback for a number of years, probably not that team, but just, you know, uh, Broncos obviously are not there right now and they're going to have to figure it out and get it together. Uh, so do want to get and Steelers, Steelers and Ravens are two that come to mind. They've just been perennially oh, yeah. excellent. Uh, but do want to get to you? So I gave you my stock ups, which was, players that were listed on the defense that didn't play um, because <laughs> my God. Um, but I want to hear a stock up from, uh, from you as well.
2: All right. Stock up. I mean, I got to go with my boy, Marvin Mims. Okay. You know, I'm just, one. yeah, it, he's an easy one. I mean, you got the the kickoff for a touchdown. Great play by him. I mean, you're, you're seeing why the team wants him to be a special teams contributor I understand why they are limiting him on offense because you have him up for those special teams. You don't want to overuse him, but still, I mean, he's getting less than 15 snaps a game right now on offense. And in those 15 snaps, he's really maximizing them. I mean, they're having him run deep a lot and it's making teams have to respect it. I just wish that they would find a way to get him on the field a little bit more, find different ways to get him a little more involved. Because he's just been such a playmaker for this offense. I mean, he's—we just haven't had this consistently. What we're seeing from him, and it's how Russell Wilson wants to play. Like he wants to go deep, and so having a guy like him, and especially now that Jerry Judy's getting healthy, you know, you're going to have maybe a few more one-on-one opportunities for him out there. I, I'm, I'm hoping as the season goes on, he gets up there because I think, I think Scott said he he's number three among rookie wide receivers right now for yards. And like I said, he's only playing 15 snaps or less a game on offense. So he's just putting up ridiculous numbers at this point for the the limited opportunity.
1: Yeah, he's been definitely a stock up and I didn't take that one uh, from you because how could I, but he's been probably the biggest bright spot that can give hope uh, to this team through the first I guess the last two weeks uh, things have been burning down around him, but Hey, Broncos got a wide receiver, a deep threat who looks like he really does belong. And for me, uh, I already gave a stock up, but you kind of hit it on as well, but I wanted to maybe cheat on this a bit and say, you know, stock up mims and this the special teams in general. Yeah. I mean, I've been harping on it in the first week. They were had a big hand in losing that game with the Broncos had a lot of competency coaching wise, uh, in that position, a lot of you know experience, and I think the special teams has turned it around a lot better uh, the last two weeks. And Mims, as a returner, is a big reason for that. I mean, a kick return for a touchdown—you'd see that maybe twice a year, uh, if that—in the NFL, it just doesn't happen. So, yeah, and it was a wild, kind of weird game. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, Mims—that's um, not an official stock up for me, but did want to emphasize as well the the special teams turnaround and how good he's been there. Uh, my question for you: How are you getting him more reps? Uh, right now, I mean, they, obviously what they're doing is working. Maybe yeah. more isn't leading to more efficiency, but I mean, with how good he's been and issues you have, you got to probably figure out a way to get him out there more. I mean, how are you doing that?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm wanting to see a little bit more of some shorter throws get coming his way. I mean, I, I know he can win the deep ball, but I'd love to see just what the, the Dolphins just did. They did a lot of deep in routes, you know, quick slant plays, you get that ball into a player's hands with that kind of speed and playmaking ability and just let them go go make a play you know again that's not hard stuff That that's pretty simple football one-on-one 101 and just say okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna have you run this 10 rep 10 yard route break it in that's not a deep end but uh it's an intermediate end and we're gonna get it to you you know you're gonna be right here russell wilson this is gonna be a timing play and like I said, just let him go make some plays because he's been one of the few people that can do that. You know, you got Jerry Judy back now, and I know that's a lot of what he brings to the table as well. And, and so, you know, I'm wanting those guys to almost be next to each other, have one run the deep, one run the, the in route and make teams have to really respect where they're going to have to cover in that way. Uh, so that, that's one way that I would love to see him get a little bit more involved. Like I said, just getting a few more snaps. I know they've gotten him at least one or two carries a game they're running sweep plays just trying to take advantage of his of his athleticism um you know i'd kind of love to see maybe a fake handoff and have him run a wheel route and mm-hmm. just see how teams respect that for him i i don't know there's there's plenty of ways that you can get him
1: involved just because of how grave an athlete he is yes yeah, so i honestly wouldn't change too much with what they're doing right now because it's obviously working pretty well just a little bit more volume uh work yeah. some more packages in there to get him in there but uh, if we're talking, you know, week seven, week eight, and the Broncos are sitting there at, you know, one and seven or something, and they've traded Sutton, uh, then, you know, then we can really start to talk about, you know, developing those areas that we haven't seen. But for now, I think the offense wouldn't mess with it too much for what Mims is doing other than, you know, maybe another package of game, give him a little bit more out there. And maybe you can do some tendency breakers as well. I mean, right now, like you mentioned, he's been pretty much a deep guy. Well, they're probably going to play some pretty strong off coverage uh, with him. Maybe you can get his, the ball to his hands quickly in space for a play. That's just a tendency breaker out there. Uh, stock down for me on this one. Uh, we're stock up with that one. Rookie going to be stocked down with the next one. Uh, people have been calling for it. They asked for it as my favorite pick of the last draft cycle, but Drew Sanders, uh, stock down on that one. I know people have been listening to like, Oh, Vance Joseph got to get Drew Sanders out there. Well, Drew Sanders did not look ready. Uh, I don't know if that, I mean, this is about as tough of an assignment as you could possibly get for that rookie, considering the run scheme and design that we saw from Mike McDaniel, but uh, the tackling looked poor, the run fits were poor, the processing looked slow. He looked like a guy who's still learning the linebacker position. Uh, So uh, you can still have packages for him this year, obviously. Uh, You know, you should use that talent, uh, especially as a pass rusher. But the calls for him, you know, being... Ex- exceptionally better uh, and ready than Josie Jular, or Alex Singleton, even though they didn't have the best games, they looked like they belonged on the field compared to Sanders. Uh, so stock down for me on Sanders, just calling for a little bit of patience uh, for him as well. Cause this is his, just his second year playing that uh, stack linebacker spot. He was playing edge rusher there for Alabama before. And then before playing to Arkansas and uh, just has a ways to go in terms of the, the instincts and the experience of the linebacker spot. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll stick with the wide receiver position and I got to go stock down on Sutton, you know, again, those two fumbles, just not that the bron— not that I thought the Broncos were going to come back by any means, but you know, right there before the half Broncos have a chance where you you got to set it Perfect. Go down, score a touchdown, get the ball right after half. Maybe you go back down there and score a touchdown and you're, you're back in this. I know that's like perfect scenario. Everything it working happens great.
1: though. I mean, you gotta does. try. Yeah.
2: And and the offense was like I said they were moving the ball in this one well. And then, you know, Sutton makes that catch, fumbles it, and then all of a sudden you go from a 28-10 game where the Broncos are driving to 35-10 and it just destroyed any other chance. And like I said, then later on, fumble again where the Broncos are driving. I think they were I think he caught it and was down in the red zone, tried to make an extra move and it just that, that was probably one of the worst games I've seen from him just because, like I said, he, he's usually pretty good about ball control, you know, ball security, all those kind of things. And to see him making some very big mental mistakes of having that ball sticking out there pretty far um, just was disappointing to see that. Like I said, otherwise he had 90 yards receiving touchdown catch, had another touchdown catch. that was called back, you know, a couple of those things. Uh, he did have one
1: touchdown that he dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was, was, yeah, that, that was, was kind of, that was a good play design. Good throw. He, he should have had yeah, that. Right. Yeah. And so
2: I, I definitely put that one out there and we got Justin coming in saying stock down is P on P Ryan. Not sure it is his fault. Yeah. I mean, Brock was abandoned the run game pretty early in this one, just cause you get down that far. That's unfortunately the, the issue that you run into and, and P Ryan he's, he's shown this year. He's a, he's a number two. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to be a true number one running back for any team out there. No. And he's had some, some plays where very questionable. I mean, I can't remember which game it was, but he had that third and one where he tried to cut it outside instead of just picking up the first down. Those kind of things really take away from his game. But I mean, this, this game he showed, he understands just get North South, just get running downhill, go pick up as many yards as you can. He's just not going to be much more than that
1: protect the damn ball Uh, I feel I feel pretty bad for Sutton because it was obvious that he was pressing and trying to make things happen when the defense was falling apart and they were I mean they felt the stress of that other team the the Lamborghini that was the Miami Dolphins offense so tried to do too much put the ball in harm's way and just made things worse Uh, so he could have had an unbelievable game if he just would have held on to the ball uh, out there so still a talented guy. Uh, You can see that on tape. Hopefully other teams see that too. And uh, we'll see what, uh, what comes of it here. But this is a, I felt bad for, I mean, just watching him, you know, hang his head after that. It's just like, again, God bless it. I, it's, you know, you can't do that. But like at some point you just, you feel sorry for the guy. I shouldn't feel sorry for him. You know, the millionaire playing football, God bless him. But uh, it's just like, that's a tough situation. And it's his, it's his fault. Uh, So yeah, stock down. Uh, for him stock up for me Uh third game in a row where I think Russell Wilson is playing better and better. Uh, he's maybe his best game as a Bronco uh, so far, in my opinion, in this one, uh, moving the ball pretty well, still, you know, has some issues getting off the scripted plays uh, sometimes issues with the placement of the quick game. Uh, but overall I thought, I mean, he's been playing like a top 10, top 12 quarterback in the league right now. Uh, it's just things around him specifically on the defense are, falling apart and it's almost too bad. Cause I want to see what it would look like in a comp- competitive game uh, where the defense is, uh, you know, playing at least average, uh, mm-hmm. but we're not there right now, but uh, Russ is playing well. I don't know what the cap ramifications would be of potentially trading him or what it means for the long-term future with him. You're kind of saddled with that uh, potentially, but uh, stock up. He is not the fault right now. Biggest issue is that entering age 35 season next year. What is the Broncos competitive window? in line with his years that are left of being a good quarterback i don't know if they line up which is a tough spot to be yeah
2: and we got phil coming in saying why not use mclaughlin and smith on returns to let Mims play more offense well i mean it's it's one of those you're taking a downgrade in what can happen in a return game and especially here's what i'll say punt return i would not take Mims off the field those other two guys i don't trust their hands i i've talked about it where i was at training camp watching both of them try to catch footballs it was it was kind of scary you know kickoffs i can understand it a little bit but again we still saw with mims do you really want to take that kind of play away from him where he could actually change a game if the game was close with the 99 yard return so i I get we want to see him more on offense and i do too and i think they can figure out a way to get a few more snaps out of him. I think they're just kind of easing him along at this point. And especially in this last game, like game got out of hand early. You don't want to get that kind of playmaker hurt. So I understand being a little bit of conservative, but we got Colby coming in saying, here's the tell. We kicked the field goal instead of going for it when they're scoring at will all coaches want to tank. Well, I mean, so one of the field goals happened after Russell Wilson got, he only got sacked once, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll talk about that here in just a second with my next stock up. Um, so it was like fourth and twenty or fourth and fifteen or something like that. I mean, most teams are just not going to go for that at that point. The the other one, it was still the game was still in hand. It was 21 7. Field goal makes it 21 10. Like you're still in it. So you don't want to take points away at that point. I, I get, I actually get why they kicked both field goals in this one. I understand you're, you're needing to score touchdowns and both those drives had touchdowns that were called back. So it really kind of stinks when you think about it of those should have been touchdown drives and, and they were kind of just weird penalties. You know, the first one, Brandon Johnson, not set for a full second. Yeah. You know, it's not that the play was, was stopped by the dolphins by any means. Jerry Judy, had a touchdown. The other one was the offensive pass interference where I think Mims ran into a guy in Cortland Sutton got open in the corner of the end zone and you know those 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 kind of plays are run every week by every team like you run those pick plays and you just kind of hope that the refs don't call that and they're not going to call it every single time I think he got just a little too aggressive I mean like when he really went into the hit to the defender I think if he played it off just a little bit less a little bit more of oh no we ran into each other you know kind of thing I think that wouldn't get called So that's just a lesson that a rookie has to learn of just understand the nuance of what you're trying to do. Um, So again, like I said, I don't, I don't disagree with the two field goals, but again, teams like this, yes, you have to go
1: score touchdowns. Yeah. You got to go out there and be aggressive and go make some plays. Uh, Stock up here for me. Did we get that one from Colby already? I saw you had a super chat come in, but uh, appreciate you Colby. Uh, Yeah. Two picky calls. Yeah. It's a, it's rough. Uh, it's rough yeah. on that one. Uh, stock down again for me here. Um, did anyone ask about Peyton? White did challenge a Sutton catch? I did not catch that. I know that he, uh, did a conference call instead of a true on uh, press conference Monday, which to me, I thought was a little bit, uh, you know, maybe you should have faced the media a little bit more after that, but, uh, that's, uh, I didn't hear anything about that. He said, yeah, we, we thought we had a pretty good look at it. So there you have it. Thanks Scott in the background on that one. Uh, Stock down again for me on this Broncos team. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, uh, but I think we got to emphasize just how poor Randy Gregory was on this one. Uh, Just looked out of place. I mean, to the point of the Broncos, you know, only 34 out of 73 snaps as well. uh, Getting blocked by running backs, one-on-ones with tight ends. Uh, It just did not look like very, it wasn't very good out there and didn't look like a lot of effort. Now I understand you're getting your butt kicked out there. And that's pretty hard to keep up the intensity with all that as well. But it's uh, piling on now a few games where, you know, you are the highest paid guy on that defensive line, I believe. Base salary-wise, at least, you're the number one edge rusher. I don't look like that at all. Uh, So pretty poor signing right now, stocked down on Gregory. He's one that I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Broncos are looking to take what they can for him just to move on from some salary cap. And maybe he'll be a better, you know, complimentary kind of piece on a, more well-rounded defense. Yeah. And
2: another stock down for me. You already kind of hit on him a little bit earlier saying Bassie had five missed tackles in this one. You know, for your slot corner, when teams are coming after you with the run game, you got to go make those kind of plays. And there, there's a couple drives where he could have could have actually stopped something. You know, if he makes his tackle, maybe the Broncos forced a couple more punts in this one and it's not a a 70 to to 20 loss. And I mean, like I said, everybody had this Singleton had four missed tackles. Uh, There's a lot of players that had about three missed tackles, but Bassie was the worst five missed tackles in this one. And then he wasn't great in coverage. I think he allowed four catches on four passes for 38 yards, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but again, it's, you could tell The, the dolphins came into this game with an idea of we can target this guy we can get him in those single coverage moments and he's not going to win that matchup with the the speed that's coming at him from the Dolphins you know he's just not a speed guy he Mm -hmm. can't if if he doesn't guess right of where things are going he's gonna lose that very quickly so um but stock up for me I'm gonna I'm gonna go the offensive line pass blocking wise I thought this was easily their best game you know they gave up only that one sack and it was kind of on a it wasn't actually a guy got beat. It was there in the goal line situation. And for some reason, McGlinchey decided to crash inward to help on a double team. And he left a guy wide open to come right after Russell Wilson. I'm not hundred percent sure why he did that. Cause he actually, he had a pretty good game up until that point. Um, but again, the offensive line, I thought they gave a lot of time for Russell Wilson to scan the field. Run game was up and down, but they did have some nice holes. It, the run game was hurt by some really bad negative plays. You know, where it was more, I didn't think the, the blocking was bad. The running backs picked a bad lane. You know, there's there's one where Javante Williams kicked it outside. And I think it turned into a loss of about five or six yards. And there was a cutback lane that was wide open. If he had just seen it, I think that would have turned into about an eight or nine yard run at, at the least. And so I, I put that more on the running back than I ever do the offensive line. If there's a nice hole for them to run through and they miss it, you can't put that negative play on, on the offensive line, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they were okay. I mean, McGlinchey's still uh, struggling. I think he's one of the bottom three tackles in football in combined uh, pass rush and run block win rate through three weeks. Now he's had some pretty tough assignments uh, to be completely fair to him, Uh, but you are also paying him big time money. Uh, You'd expect him to stonewall or, you know, be a little bit more competitive than he has been uh, the first two weeks. So McGlinchey, I don't, maybe you can not include him. I mean, I thought cushion had a pretty poor game too, but I mean, we're, we're really grasping at straws here for stocks. And that's what I'm going to do here. Stock up to the Broncos draft fans, man. This, if you guys want to talk draft, uh, building the Broncos, obviously, uh, Scott and I also big time in the draft community, Eric Lance, uh, this, we're going to have a lot of time, uh, to talk about the Broncos and, uh, potential draft picks here. So should be a fun, uh, season for that. I know it's too early to really get in the specifics there, but, uh, Stock up to those Broncos fans who are also crazy uh, draft fans, uh, like uh, a lot of us covering this Broncos team are.
2: And talking about draft stuff, we've got somebody saying that no USC quarterback has ever led a team to a Super Bowl. Uh oh. I mean, can't take them now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: <laughs> just kidding. No, I mean, again, we could say that about Texas Tech before. Big Mahomes got there. Yeah. So, big right? 12 quarterback
1: we had won a playoff game. Yeah. Before Mahomes.
2: So uh, you, you don't look at the where they came from. You, you look at what they bring to the table. And when we're talking about tools wise, it is hard to find anybody that brings more tools than Caleb Williams coming out of college. I mean, big arm, decent runner, makes the crazy plays that you're seeing from like a Mahomes type. You know, there's just so many good things. I mean, there's some bad. Don't get me wrong. No prospect out there is completely perfect, but he's definitely one of those prospects that you look at and you just say, we can't question this. You got that first overall pick and he's coming out. You go get that guy.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of time to talk about it. Uh, Unfortunately, probably sooner than we thought. Uh, Michael Ronquillo coming in saying great show tonight, Nick and Carl on building the Broncos. Go Broncos. Go, Michael. We appreciate you so much. Uh, I think we still have one more stock down here, Carl on this one. And, uh, you've, we've pretty much hit all the guys who are going to do it. So I just stocked down on, uh, Sean Payton and, uh, this Broncos team right now. I mean, it's a pretty dark spot. Uh, we thought this would be a team that'd be competitive this year, but, uh, we kind of joked about it a little bit saying, you know, anything can happen after that Russell Wilson season need to see it to believe it maybe garden ourselves, but maybe the garden was correct. So, uh, Stock down uh Broncos country. I guess the one big nihilistic dark way to view this is that if you're going to pick any time to be an absolute trash heap, let it be when the best player in the NFL is in your division, because it would have been, even if the Broncos were good, it would have been pretty hard to overcome Kansas city for what they are right now. So we're getting our bad years out uh, when, <laughs> you know, it'd be hard anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a, uh, Stock down that this is as low as hopefully it'll be though. Uh, so hopefully see, I mean, at some point it's gotta be like, do you want to be here pride, you know, do your job. Yeah.
2: And I mean, I'll stick with that same mentality. I'll, I'll go Vance Joseph. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's just the easy one to, to pile on. And I know we had some, I think Naj said, we don't need to talk about Vance Joseph, but I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious right now. Broncos are getting out coached on that side of the ball. Some easy pass and catch moments run game they're just getting destroyed off the line of scrimmage right now and and that's not all scheme but there's still some scheme issues within that of guys not being in the right spot and um, so just so many things going on there I had a lot of people messaging me going is is he gonna get fired today you know this was like Monday before all the press conference and everything else was going on and or conference call so I should say that and I was kind of going I don't know I mean you give up 70 points. <laughs> it takes a lot to to get fired after three weeks, but that, that's kind of one of those moments. You really got to question whether that's going to be what happens. So um, he's like we said earlier, he's got a chance to have some really nice bounce back games, but it also, if let's say the bears go out there and put up 30 points and you're going, this is a bad bears offense. And they go out there and do that. Yeah. He could be losing his job very early in this season. So he's, he's got a lot of work ahead of him.
1: So do we guys. And so does everyone here watching the team this year, but again, week by week. Now it's a week by week kind of situation and we'll see how it plays out, but appreciate everyone coming in today. All the support for the super chats. I mean, you guys are killing it. Make sure you're following Carl and I on Twitter. Carl is at Carl Dummler, MHH. I'm at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also make sure you guys are following us at uh mile high huddle. And of course, uh, BTB football pod. And, uh, also of course, at mile, underscore high underscore huddle facebook.com make sure you're on following us on there facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and as the ticker says here underneath please subscribe if you're joining us on youtube like the show and share it on all your social media platforms once again shout out to you guys uh subscribers Twenty thousand subscribers to mile high huddle that is pretty pretty hard to comprehend especially considering we built this when the broncos have been pretty darn (laughs) terrible but uh, i mean this has been a safe space, I guess, for Broncos fans to come and talk and, uh, you know, exercise those demons that this team has certainly, uh, called upon from the fans over the last few years. So, you know, one day they will dig themselves out of this, uh, and we will all get to enjoy, uh, the, the fruits of our labor and pain, uh, that we've had to go through the, but for years, but, uh, 0 three right now and a pretty embarrassing loss, but uphill from here. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping any final thoughts, Carl.
2: No, I'm with you. It's hard. You're hoping once you hit the rock bottom, like I said, you just got to bounce and hopefully we bounce hard. You know, it's we'll learn a lot about this team over these next couple of weeks. Of just have they quit? You know, this last game, it looked like, especially that second half, defensive guys just completely quit. Dolphins probably could have put up 90 pretty easily if they really wanted to because of how bad that defense just. Guys not running, guys quitting on tackles, quitting on plays. Um, so it's, I can't imagine that film room right now, but yeah. you're hoping that guys take a little bit more accountability and say, this is just not, we're not okay with this.
1: Yeah. It's rough, but uh, hopefully it'll get better, guys. Uh, so we'll see what happens next week. Uh, make sure you guys keep tuning in to Mile High Huddle. Uh, but until then, make sure you continue also to choose kindness and compassion. And as always, go Broncos.
0: You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.